Peace and blessings, good people. Welcome to another episode of Insightful Discussions. I'm your host, Dwayne Bryant, bringing you another insightful topic. So, I hope everybody's doing well today. Um, I've had a lovely day of work and (laughs) free thought, (laughs) as one would say. But today, I want to talk about something that's very controversial, but it's very prevalent in the media today. I think uh, we all have been on social media as far as Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We've all received those updates from CNN. And we noticed that good old Mr. Claw, our near and dear principal, has been summoned by the Me Too clan. Now, these are all allegations of eight women saying that he engaged in inappropriate behavior and harassment on multiple movie projects, video sets, and interviews. Now, none of these accusations have been confirmed, but they are alleged by multiple sources. So let's talk about it. Let's get into it. Um, hmm. Honestly, it's, just, it's one of those, this is one of those topics that where you don't really know where to start. It's just something that you're seeing so much more in the media and it's becoming very divisive. And I'm noticing it's becoming very divisive, you know, on my personal Facebook page, on my it's not much so more so Instagram, but definitely on so, certain social media platforms where you are able to engage with people a little bit more intimately. Um women feel some type of way. As they should, as they should. I think it's this fine line where men we're trying to figure out what's going on and i think that it's it's kind of this unspoken thing where men who don't engage in that type of behavior um of you know sexually assaulting women uh physically assaulting women or just engaging that type of violent behavior towards women when we talk about these topics it's it's almost as if we're not supposed to say anything we're not supposed to have an opinion and we're supposed to just see these men as guilty and we all know, I mean, in the court of public opinion, anything related to this, to this topic, a man is guilty. That's not the popular stance that many want to just accept. But in, in the male community, when we all know if you're ever, ever accused of anything physical, sexual uh, related to a woman, you're guilty. You can go in court and be proven innocent and you're just guilty. So it is this stigma. It is this negative connotation surrounding um, these type of accusations from from men. Now, I can't speak for all men. I can't. But I can't speak for the collective body of men who don't engage in this, this type of behavior. And I feel like the more and more we see this play out in the media, we have questions. Not too many people have answers. It's almost as if right now, in this point in time, you can be accused of something without any merit, without any type of evidence and or any way of really proving it other than word of mouth. And you're guilty and they want to prevent you from providing from your for your family. And for me, I think personally, that's where the problem lies. I think that we're starting to attack individuals more and more often. We're seeing and specifically black men. In an earlier post I made, a uh, podcast, we definitely talked about Bill Cosby, <laughs> the Cosby kids. And 
we really don't know the full details of that. I, I, me personally, I haven't went and read all the case briefings or every article that's out. But from the ones that I did read, I noticed that there were several women over the years. Now, if that large amount of women accuse you of something, now, <laughs> I don't care how pro-male you are or pro-feminist you are, vice versa. If, either, if a person is accused by that many people... It has to be at least one or two that's telling the truth or one or two that you did kind of go overboard with. Like, I don't think we're denying that at all. But I think men are seeing a pattern in the media. We're seeing black successful men be attacked. Now, this is out. I want to say outside of the discussion of whether or not they're guilty or not. But it seems as if it's systematically the media is putting these men on blast at a higher rate than their white counterpart. Now, I'm going to just let that sit for a minute. Let you think about it. Because we've seen the Harvey Weinsteins. I think that's how you say his name. But we've seen those guys. And in the media today... Oh, definitely. I'm, I'm, I'm glad I said that because I'm definitely going to make that point. In the media today, we had Morgan Freeman. And then I, I engaged in, in a discussion on uh, on a social media platform where I basically just questioned it. I did the questioning face emoji. And it, it brought it struck up a lot of interesting conversation about uh, why do men always have to assume that the woman is lying or assume that the man is innocent? And. I don't think we bring, or even me personally for posting that, I don't think that was my intent. My intent was basically, or my feelings connected to that situation was, here we go again. It wasn't even a matter of if this man is guilty, if he did it, or I believe that he did it, and I don't believe the woman. It was simply, here we go again. Now, these are our pillars in the black community when it comes to entertainment. Morgan Freeman, um, Bill Cosby. I was about to say another name. I hope that there's no more accusations or anybody who committed these um, heinous acts. But that was my stance on it. Like, here we go again. And I think far too often we we begin having these one-sided conversations where it's not a matter of guilty or innocent. It's just wrong. We deny right. It's almost when it comes to these type of accusations, right isn't even up for discussion. If you even perceive this person to be right or believe they didn't commit the act, you are like trolled. You are condemned. You you are met with so much aggression to the point where it's you're you're exhausted from even having a conversation. But also it takes you away from the point from the root of the problem and what's going on i think that right now it, we can't we can't deny that it's definitely a t- an attack on black men and and a lot of times i think that's where the disconnect comes from when black women and black men have this conversation it's clear as day we don't have to try to be a conspiracy theorist to to see that the punishment given or the the the, the chastising, the criticism given to black men who make mistakes in the media are far worse than those of their white male counterpart. 
Now we I brought up I mentioned the Harvey Weinstein um, guy. Today he he had headlines. Said that he's gonna turn himself in for all the accusations of I, oh all the accusations that were placed against him over the past months. And I'm not sure maybe this wasn't just a headline in the media. Um. Or it quieted down over the last few months, but it, it seems as if it was a long time before or a long time since anyone has spoken of those accusations that he's committed. It seems like a daily thing we're reminded about Bill Cosby or the things that he did and the women that he is uh, being accused of these crimes by. And also, it's, it's, it's furthermore interesting that Harvey Weinstein, he has the privilege the, the pristine privilege of turning himself in opposed to being court ordered, being uh, under investigation and going to trial and having to stand in front of a judge and be tried for his actions or the accusations that have been placed upon him. Bill Cosby had to do that. Bill Cosby not only went to court, he also went to court and beat a case. And then was retried, and we all know how that played out. Now, as I mentioned earlier, I think the initial reaction among many, but all, but more specifically me, was here we go again. It wasn't even the fact of whether or not they did it. It's just here we go again. And some people have a different stance, and I think it's hard for us to see eye to eye, especially on a sensitive topic. But if you look at those two cases and it, I think it was more women um, from more women and it was a man. I think Terry Crews even had uh, a case against him or accusation against him and tried to take it to court and it was thrown out. It wasn't even taken serious. But people aren't outraged by that. People aren't uh, up in arms about, you know, a black man being violated. I think sometimes when we have issues as black men, they're not taken as serious. And we're no, we're not trying to. And this is another comment um, I I was told or told on social media, like men, black men or men, excuse me, are prioritizing your struggles or your oppression at the expense of women, of black women. To me, this statement is confusing and almost offensive because it, it leads me to believe that you as a as a black man you can't advocate for for whatever you're being oppressed um whatever's oppressing you at the time unknowingly at that like a lot of times we don't know we fight for this sense of equality and i'm one i've been saying it for years i don't necessarily believe in equality i believe in fairness i just think with so many different types of people in this world i don't think collectively we can have an equal playing field we can have fair rules we can have fair judgment we can have fair policies in place to prevent certain things from happening but i don't think it, it, we could ever reach this this sense of of equality that we we face or we may just have a, a false perception of what equality is equality may not even be <clears throat> what we traditionally have thought it to be but I, yeah i know i said a lot <laughs> i did say a lot right then but uh it's just so many thoughts and so many things that come to mind when when discussing this topic because people re- this is really something that's serious 
And outside of it being serious, this is something that is really shaping the culture, it's shaping the interaction, and it's shaping the social interaction amongst people, uh, young progressive people. It's, it's shaping how you interact with people in public places. And Morgan Freeman is 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 an interesting interesting character because even when we placed the accusations online, I placed the picture and people began to comment. You know, they started to post aspects of his life, things that he's done in his life, and it's interesting the things that hold weight. Now. I'm pretty sure throughout his life, he's been an actor. He's made a lot of money. He's touched the hearts of many people uh, throughout his career. And he's done a bunch, a ton of good things. But it's interesting how one thing, one negative thing can hold so much weight. I'm not even talking about the accusations. Like, I think his marital um, issues that he'd had. I think he he had a divorce. And at one point, he uh, talked to his ex-wife's was it granddaughter granddaughter or or younger female in the family not really sure of that definitely if you listen to this go check it out and go do your own research but it's like people were looking for things to kind of discredit him or to further drive the point of him being guilty in this case and more often than not we do that like we don't wait to get all the information we just try to find things to make I don't want it to drive a current point. And for me, it's like it, this this doesn't affect my life because, like I said in the beginning of the podcast, this is not something I'm engaged in. But however, it does, the, 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 the system that this type of behavior has operated in over the years is what I'm most concerned about. I have sisters. I have a lot of females in my family. I have a lot of female friends. And... Things like this, having these discussions are important, but we have to really get away from the emotional, the, um, I don't know, the emotional wall that we put up when trying to just come up with some type of resolve or coming up with some solutions. Or even, even if we don't come up with solutions, we have to find a way to talk about these topics and figure out where the problem, where the disconnect lies. Because even... Even looking at this case, looking at certain details of when, how he said the woman, uh, he made certain comments at her. He 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 made extended um, eye contact, and I've been to sexual harassment trainings. I've had to take sexual harassment trainings uh, for a number of jobs that I've held over the past few years, and it's becoming more intense. And right when you know I was reading the article and just having a conversation on social media. I remembered I had a supervisor who I I did something very good at work one day and then we were all celebrating and, you know, kumbaya and whatever. And her verbatim, she said, well, I would hug you. But the way this sexual harassment is set up. I was like, oh, (laughs) and we laughed about it. But even in laughter in that moment, it just was like, oh, wow, it's really shaping what we can and can't do. Something that's that's innocent can be viewed as, as sexual harassment or sexual misconduct. Now, we know the boundaries. If, you, if someone grabs you in your um, what we would call private parts or we uh, they grab you in certain areas or touch you in certain areas. And that is, you know, that is problematic. That's not what we're saying. But simple hugs, simple handshakes. And I'm from the South and we're from the country. So for me, it's that's that's what's hard for me to navigate. 
accusations like this makes me not even want to engage with women in the workplace, women in public, or just women I don't really know. It really doesn't, I'm, I don't really want to be friendly. And I'm a friendly guy. I smile a lot. You know, I'm very more so happy most of the time. And I like to engage. I'm a social person. I'm, I'm, I'm very talkative. So I don't want the Southern charm or the Southern hospitality to be mistaken for me hitting on you. And we don't know um, someone's threshold. You know, someone's, uh, someone's threshold for, you know, boundaries and, and contact could be very, very low. And we won't know that unless we have a conversation. But I think the social the social climate when it comes to these topics are really uh, pulling the reins. And I think most people would agree with me, even in my group chat today, we had a discussion about flirting, the art of flirting, the art of of, of engaging a woman um, is dead. Like we were saying, it's dead. I don't know. If, I, don't, I don't necessarily know if it's dead or not. I do think that it's, it's going to change. And I do think that over the next couple of years, we're going to have to figure something out. It's going to be a lot of uh, lack of communication, a lack of um, engaging. If these type of ac- accusations continue to happen, because more often than not. The people who are actually committing these these crimes or the, because, yeah, they're, they're crimes or these. I don't just these these negative and, and these negative acts towards women. A large majority of them don't pay for these crimes until later, as we're seeing now. The men who really don't engage in this behavior, like who really don't see women as inferior, like we normally catch the worst end of the deal, even in communication, even in trying like me simply making a post. And I advocate for women every day. I've been in women in the corner of women for years. I'm just not one to shy away from conversation. I'm not one to 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 say things in a way that may make you comfortable. I, I'm one to just tell you how it is. I was raised by a lot of strong women and I'm around strong women all the time. And if you can't respect the fact that I can articulate and hold myself in a conversation and talk to you in the way that you talk to me. Then that's a problem within in yourself. That's the insecurity that you have to deal with. And I shouldn't be uh, what held to the same standard as someone who disrespects women or who doesn't understand the struggles that women have to go through all because I don't give you a pass. I don't uh, strive to certain, I guess, uh, I don't strive to the gender norms that you so adamantly fight for that you fight against. If, if we're, if you fight for this sense of equality, then we should be able, I should be able to talk to you in, in the manner that I talk to a homeboy. Like if we're talking and we're really having a debate or a conversation, that should be standard. You shouldn't be offended. Now, of course, I, and I and I do understand it, it's certain words and verbs that you have to use. Just general respect for anybody when you're having a conversation. But I'm talking about when you disagree, when we don't have the same viewpoint on a topic. And I'm talking to you just like I would talk to my homeboy if I don't agree with him. I think that's when. We, we got to throw the privilege word around in there. And we cannot deny that over time, women have a certain level of privilege that men don't when it comes to certain situations. Now, we can get into the victim blaming and we can get into all that. A large part of my experience is women have power. Now, I haven't met a lot of women who know how to properly use their power. But they have power. 
They have had power since the beginning of time. And I think right now this Me Too movement is gaining a lot of power. It's gaining a lot of attention. And it's putting some some well-needed pressure on some 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 hot, some big wigs, on some people who need to change their behaviors and who have done some things over the years that has made it hard for the community today. But I do think that when people don't use their powers for good, over time, it backfires. It definitely backfires. And I think that the more and more we as a community and as a as a culture we attack individuals the system gets stronger you ever notice how cops all of what's going on with black lives matter <laughs> you see that systematically a lot of the black lives matters black lives matter leaders have have been die, have been killed or or are dying off little by little if you don't believe me, do your research. You don't believe me, do your research. I know what you're saying. Like, oh, well, what does that mean? How does that even connect? When you have an agenda and you properly execute your agenda and you don't like something that's going on, you're going to systematically remove certain pieces of the system or the organization that is causing you problems. It is the same thing that happened with the Black Panther Party. And if you don't believe me, do your research. Yeah, it's good to attack people, but you have to attack the system. And all of what I'm saying now just contributes to, to what we believe, what some people may call conspiracy theories. But I do believe that it is an agenda that's being pushed right now when it comes to black men in America. I'm not sure of the threat. I'm not sure of, of what it is, that they, of why they fear us so much. But it's definitely an agenda. But if the women of the Me Too movement or the women, the feminists of the world, if they can really just and I've had some some good and bad examples in my life of, of what feminist uh, or what a true feminist is. Luckily, my most recent experience has been very positive and I've learned so much from these women, these strong women. And and I feel them. Like, I feel what they go through in the workplace. I'm able to see what my mom goes through on the workplace, the sexism, the, the barriers that are placed. And too often than not, we, we try to compartmentalize struggle. We try to compartmentalize these, these notions of, of, of oppression. But oppression in itself is systemic. And until we begin to look at things from a systems view, I don't think much will change. Because as I was, the point I was making before, this Me Too movement and what it's doing is great. It's putting the spotlight on people that need the spotlight on them, making people pay for some things that they've done over the years. However, the Me Too movement needs to rise above pointing out individuals. It needs to rise above pointing out certain pillars in, in, the, in, the, in, the, in the community or in the entertainment industry. It really needs to focus on the system and the culture. Why are we talking about putting policies in place for uh, workplace standards? Why are we doing evaluation on workplace standards? Why are we doing uh, assessing the effectiveness of the policies and things that are put in place to prevent people from being harassed or just 
being placed in situations where they are uncomfortable. I think that we need to do a better job of making sure that people are protected. You know, the workplace and the climate that these people are and the things that these people are subjected to. It it, it shouldn't take years and years for people to to face consequences for the negative things that they've done. They really should not. And I understand it takes courage for people to come up and speak up and speak out. But as in, from a system perspective, we should always have things in place that ensure that people are justly, um, I want to say condemned, but, you know, justly assessed and just, it's, I feel like a process should definitely be in place. And with the power that these groups are accumulating today, I think that they will be a, do a better job than what has been put in place before. Because you, you, as you can see, it's failed. The system has failed us in more ways than one. And I think right now, it's just it, it, the world is works in a cycle to me. I feel like these movements, the Me Too movements, and the people who are being called out for all of these sexual assault and just wrongdoings in general... It's just the system or the world, society, fixing itself. That's all it is. It's society fixing itself. But I do believe that time, I think time, time will tell. Matter of fact, I know time will tell. I think time will clear all this up. And I really think that we need to really just change the way we look at things. And stop having one-sided conversations and really just engage in the fullness of it. Because right now, the community, the black community, I feel, is just in a state of alarm. It's like, yeah, we're trying to fix all of our problems with one, I guess, celebrity accusation or celebrity case at a time. Like, I, I don't know. But it's definitely some some things that we need to address and we can never... We could never deny the cultural implications that go on in society. There's definitely a, a difference in privilege when you can turn yourself in and then being forced to try, being summoned to try. And I'm not sure what's going to happen to the Morgan Freeman um, situation. I'm really not. But I, I mean, I hope for the best. I hope that if, if these women do at worth violated in some way that he, you know, has to own up and face the consequences for that, whatever those consequences may be. Now, we do have to address other things about taking food from from someone's taking someone's ability to put food on the table and to provide for their families. I think that that's more problematic than not. I think I posted a status about that. When you take someone's ability to provide away, you put yourself at danger. I think if we look at the government and the things that have happened in society over the past years, crime rates go up. Drugs infiltrate the community. And I know what you're saying. It may be a stretch for just these one or two celebrities who are rich, but the things that happen to these people who are rich, you see in the media every day. The, the, the average Joe would probably have to deal with this and go to jail. While these rich men will get off, maybe get probation, have to pay some fines, lose a lot of money, but they still have their freedom. A lot of things don't, they rarely reach 
these rich and entitled people. And we get on social media and we argue and we debate. We get in these really passionate debates. And we don't realize these things actually affect us, the day-to-day person, how we rock, how we interact. These people still live in a world of privilege that we don't even understand. So, I don't know, man. I leave y'all with that, man. Like, I, I definitely, I wanted to touch on the, 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 the fact that we, <laughs> the, me and the guys, we were discussing about flirting. We said the art of flirting is dead uh, in the Me Too area, in in the Me Too era. But uh, I'm gonna save that for another topic, man. I feel like this is not gonna go away. We're definitely gonna hear more people discussing this, and rightfully so. I mean, if these guys are sick and they're doing all these things to these women, definitely, definitely need to face up to them. But we also need to hold. Yeah, before I go, we also need to hold these women accountable too. If they are out here lying and tarnishing the names of these men, these people. They should be held equally as accountable. They should even have jail time and pay a fine. I really believe that. I think. Oh, and I think it was a incident in the media uh, not too long ago, like even within the week or last week, where a young lady was pulled over, and I think she had to take a breathalyzer. Uh, I think Sean King. I think he does a. He's a media uh, personality who posts a lot of stuff on some, on social media. But to the point, uh, he made the lady take uh how was it the breathalyzer i think she passed two breathalyzers she did the the walk or whatever test the police officers do to see if you're intoxicated she passed all of those and her boyfriend showed up on the scene now i think the report said that the boyfriend showed up on the scene and then the officer engaged and then the officers told said that it's up to his discretion what he does next to arrest her if she felt that she was uh, impaired to the point where he didn't f- feel like she was safe to drive. Uh, and I'm summarizing this is in summary. But she in return, you know, uh, made claims on the officer saying that he sexually assaulted her, rape, uh, uh, definitely missed, like was touching on her when in he was arresting her. Then they went back and watched the body cameras and found that that was totally false. None of that happened. So when we get these cases, it's, it's almost as if the crying wolf takes the light away from people who really go through this, who really are affected by this type of behavior. And we got to hold those people accountable. We can't have people out here making false accusations and against people and tarnishing people's names just because they can. Now we can't do that. We need to get to the real people who are really harming people in this world and make them accountable for their actions. So those people like that, we got to make those people accountable. And I'm sure that that was just one incident. Like like I said, I don't have all the details, but you go do your research. I'm pretty sure it's it's, it's lingering around social media somewhere. But uh, I think my next next topic I'm going to discuss is definitely going to be something with the art of uh, flirting in the Me Too era. That even might be the title. And this is not me, you know, criticizing the Me Too, but it's definitely um, analyzing what's going on in society today. And I know people aren't going to listen to this and just have a positive response all the time. But if you don't, let's let's talk about it. Let's engage in some adult conversation about what's going on. Like we don't have to argue all the time if we don't agree 
we can peacefully engage in conversation and build one another. And I think that when we're at that age now, we should be able to do that. Have adult conversation. But that's my time today, people. And until next time, peace and blessings. Take care of yourself and stay out of the way. Stay peaceful. Stay positive. Peace and blessings.